Hello, Impactors. Welcome to season one of our series, Diary of an Impactor, where I get to interview amazing women who share the highs and lows of running an impactful business. Make sure to leave a comment, share, and don't forget to subscribe. Firm that we're live. Okay, it's showing live on my end. Hello, hello. Hi. Welcome, everybody. I'm going to do a quick check to make sure that. We are live because let me tell you what it took to get here. Yes, we are live. Awesome. All right. Well, hey, Nicole. Hi, Erica. How are you doing? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Thank you for having me on. Thank you for agreeing to be on. So for those who are listening on our live podcast, welcome. Drop us a comment down below. Let us know that you jumped in. If you're watching this live, Again, leave us a comment. Let us know that you are in the room. You're hanging out with us today. This is our second episode of Diary of an Impactor, where I go virtually around the country and I interview some of my bestie impactor buddies who's out here trailblazing, doing crazy big things to disrupt their their industry and make an impact in a very uh, unique way. So this week I have... Um, I feel like my sister at this point, <laughs> my, sister, my um, business best friend, my mentor, my money coach, um, all things. Uh, Dr. Nicole Garner Scott is with us today. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> so, Nicole, tell me one thing, like before we just like, just get into it. Tell me one lesson that quarantine, being under quarantine has taught you that you need to be a little bit more prepared for. Like for me. I need to just stack up on some customized wigs because let me tell you, <laughs> let me tell you how these edges is just not participating. I feel like I had enough to get me through like two or three weeks, right? But now I'm running out of things that I didn't even think of. Like this is definitely my last pair of lashes. Um, I, I am running out of like face creams. <laughs> Um, just, just things that I've taken for granted that I could just run and get very quickly Man. or I could Amazon prime very quickly, but because they're not essentials, it's like a month out on Amazon. Yep. It's, um, you know, a lot of the, I love supporting small businesses. So a lot of products I have are like from small businesses, which have all, they have, you know, very drastic, uh, shipping delays right now. So yeah. You know, I don't know how I'm about to show up on these lives pretty soon because <laughs> it's about to be a profile picture. It's about y'all about to get this cute. Yes. Yes. I didn't profile I, background picture. I think all of us felt like this is going to we'll be in the house. I knew it wasn't gonna be by Easter. Like I knew that. Like I knew, you know, the president. But uh, I, I, I felt like it was going to be longer than Easter. But now, like, because each uh, state is getting its own governance. And so I'm in Florida. Oh, like, this might go on. Y'all was on our news the other day. Hmm. Like, you, Florida was on, was on the Milwaukee news was saying that your, your government or the, the regulation was getting ready to start fining people for not wearing masks, like up to 500 bucks or, and, or possibly getting jail time if they don't put masks on. 
Yeah, and like if you go to the store right now, you can't go, you can't get in the store if you don't have a mask on. And it's it's like the apocalypse here, like all the businesses are closed. Um, so, you know, I, I don't consider myself to be a full on extrovert. Like I'm between an introvert and an extrovert. It just kind of depends. Yeah. But um, I, I felt like yesterday it was like, all right, um, this is this is getting to be a lot. Like I need to see some people. I need to just go sit in a coffee house. I need to, you know, get some air by the beach. I need something. Yeah. You know, it's just starting yeah. to become repetitive with going from the window to the wall to back okay, to the time. <laughs> you know, and my my husband, he's a complete introvert. He's loving mm -hmm. it. It's good how to fool people and their craziness and all of that. My son is like this is a party and I'm over here like, I need, I need something. I don't know what it is I need, but I need, yeah. I need something, you know? So I feel like I'm a mixed breed between extrovert and introvert, but the introvert side of me, I am so cool with being at home, but every once in a while I have to go like sit on like the back, the backyard or the back or the front porch or in the car, just something like that. But then I think about the people who live in like apartment building structures or like mm -hmm. condos, mm -hmm. they don't get, to have like a backyard, I, I, I forget about that. Or their parking structure is like underground, so it's dark, it's closed in. Mm -hmm. I'm like, man, people are really yeah. just being secluded. Seriously. Yeah, and you don't want to risk it because the 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 virus is closing in on people closer and closer. You know, at yeah. first it seemed very far away, mm -hmm. and now at this point, all of us know someone who's been affected, or um, you know, someone in our circles, or. Mm -hmm family members, friends, something of that nature, enough where you're like, I don't want to risk it. I'm just, whatever, you know, cabin fever is just not to take over. Like, <laughs> it's, it's definitely, it's it's a lot. It, it's, it's a lot. lot. And, and I'm so glad that mental health is not taboo now, like how it mm -hmm. used to be, especially in the black community. Um, all the, uh, Erica Brown said she put the back of the <laughs> All the um, mental health experts are like offering free sessions right now and like um i signed up for this meditation app called balance mm -hmm. they're giving it to you for a year for free i did oprah's meditation app hers is free right now with um with uh deepak chopra it's just mm -hmm. a lot a lot of the mental health professionals are like hey we know you guys need this yeah and i'm so glad in the black community we have gotten to a space where everyone can talk about it more like, yeah even yeah. in our group in the commonwealth membership group yeah you know, i'm doing like mental health even though the, the the focus of the group is is about finances you can't talk about finances without talking about mindset and yep. you know just just your mental health overall and yep. so we're doing like you know check-ins to make sure everybody's doing okay and not letting fear run your life right now but it is i mean to just say that this is nothing and it all breathes over i don't think most people can say that most people are yeah. internalizing this in some type of way yeah yeah like i know that this is the first catastrophe of this magnitude where i've seen that this is single-handedly the one thing that is making everybody alter every single move or thought in their life. I mean, all the way down to just 
Okay, yeah, so we're doing things to like prepare and like, you know, and be safe and wear masks and the, and the hand sanitizer and wiping stuff down, stuff like that. But then it's because of the massive amount of deaths that's happening. Mm-hmm. And um, so my husband's coworker just passed um, mm-hmm. two days ago. And I was I was sitting here when he was on the phone with the coworker's family. I want to say mother or something like that. And she was asking, I call him Pastor Hugs, but um, Seth. So she was asking my husband, Seth, if 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 he knew of like what their job offered for like death benefits or who to contact because she didn't know any type of information mm-hmm. of like how to start the transitioning process to, you know, bury her. I think it was, I think it was the mom. Mm-hmm. And I was like, you know what? This is going to open up so many life after death conversations yeah. in our black communities. Just yeah. like, where do you keep the paperwork if something happens? Who yeah. is the, the life insurance policy owner? What is the phone number? Is there a website? What's the login credentials? Like what's the policy amount? You know, just, just, Stuff that we normally don't like to talk about or just like really uncomfortable with talking about in the black community, like we've been talking about death and funerals and money and stuff like that. But this is really shifting and causing a lot of uncomfortable conversations to just mm-hmm. actually come up. Yeah. And it's, yeah. You know, but anywho, because we could talk about COVID, <laughs> the aftermath right. of COVID like all day, but I want to get into it. So. I want to ask you some questions. I want to dig all into your business. <laughs> I want to know the highs and lows of what it takes to run the type of business that you run. So first of all, tell us um, who you are and how does your business make an impact? We just, we skipped right past that part. <laughs> <We did. laughs> um, so, well, hello, everyone. I'm Dr. Nicole Garner-Scott. I have been in the entrepreneur space for 15 years now. I refer to myself as a serial entrepreneur. Um, I just feel like God put more than one calling on my life. And so um, years ago, I used to try to hide that or, you know, I didn't stand boldly in that. But now I do. I just feel like, you know, if God has given you multiple gifts and you can manage and handle those multiple gifts, then why not? You know, and especially in times like this, having multiple streams of, of income has been a, a saving grace for me. So I'm glad that, you know, I listened to God with what he placed on my life. Um, but so my businesses are uh, I have a PR agency, the Garden Circle PR, and um, we handle a lot of corporate communications. So. Um, right now we're doing things for Hyundai. Um, we're, we've done things for St. Jude. We've done uh, things for Xbox, just a lot of different things in the corporate sector. And then my heart is amount financial. I serve as a founder and money coach. Uh, and Erica is actually one of the ambassadors in our um, digital membership, which is called the Commonwealth, which is all about... Um, how many of you know God is giving you multiple oh, Okay, all right, you better get the preach, the preaching on the, <laughs> in the comments. But um, it, yes, under Amount Financial, we have a digital membership called Commonwealth, which is all about making wealth more common, right? So for many of us, wealthy seems so aspirational. Um, there were conversations we weren't having in our own homes. They were numbers we weren't familiar with. There were terms that we didn't understand. There were 
uh, processes that we didn't have exposure to. There were, you know, lifestyles that no one around us had ever been through. So you just felt like uh, the 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 term wealthy was out of your reach. And so um, everything about Commonwealth is just to to make it more common, to let you know it's it's right there. Um, it's just tightening up a few things, getting getting some more resources, and then just being very intentional about how you want to create that that financial plan, that financial journey, and then linking up with the with wealth positive people. A lot of people join our group because, you know, in their immediate circles, they don't necessarily have people celebrating their financial wins with them, right? So you might have just paid off your house and. You start telling people, girl, I just paid off my house. And they're like, okay, well, I still got 10 more years on mine. So you're going to come visit or what, what are we going to do? You know, well, like in this apartment. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, it, it, it's, it's never met with excitement. And so everything that we try to cultivate with the culture is um, women just being excited for each other, for taking these financial wins, breaking the poverty cycle and uh, creating opportunities to generate long-term wealth assets that we can pass on to the next generation. And I think just with us kicking off, talking about what's going on in society right now, that's so important to uh, just really think about the next generation and thinking about your long-term plan. You know, like a lot of us were already living on the edge before the pandemic happened and the pandemic just pushed that last little, that last little step, it pushed a bunch of people over the edge. And at this point, you start, you have to start really focusing on what's going to be my bounce back plan. Um, what's going to be my long term plan? My story won't end like this. And how do I change my story? Um, and so those are the type of things that we really focus on and concentrate on. Um, and so that's just about me. And you said well, the question was, what's the hardest thing about what I do? No, the question was, um, no, but you answered it in that one. So it was, um, who are you and who do you serve? Like, what is your impact business? Yeah. Sure, sure. Yeah. So, so I feel like I was called to serve and to give impact by um, really targeting women of color that may not have access to a lot of these resources or may not have been exposed to a lot of these resources. Um, one that was my own journey. And so uh, the more I started to get around and listen to like these wealth gurus and, you know, popular people in the wealth space, um, there were so many inherent biases that they were speaking from. And I was like, well, you know, it's, that's easy to say, you know, just set your boundaries up when you don't necessarily come from a family where you might have already had established toxic relationships. Right. So it, it's so much more mentally tied in than to just be like, oh no, that's my my money person told me don't do that anymore. I won't do it anymore. When it might be, you know, the way you grew up, it might be implemented into your mindset and you have to dig deep into that to figure that out. Or just, you know, what people feel like black people are interested in, right? So you can sit down with a lot of wealth, wealth um, planners and managers, and they'll make decisions on what they'll tell you about given what they feel like you might be interested in. Um, what I try to do through Amount Financial and through our Commonwealth membership is expose, expose, expose. I don't know what you're interested in, um, but who who am I to hold anything back based upon 
data are are, are those different things there mm-hmm. i mean us as black women you know we're we're into so many things now we have um so much intellect and so much um ambition and yeah. so much you know to 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 give out in this earth while we're here and so i feel like let you know let's educate as much as we can um my grandmother told me one time um she was like as you you know do the things you do when you set forth on your mission um the people want to be entertained but educate them anyway and so mm-hmm. that's something okay grandma <laughs> that's something i try to always carry through everything i do i try to you know make money talking about money fun try to make you know the marketing campaigns i work on fun but we're going to educate in this process too you know it 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 might be covered with sugar but it's definitely a piece of kale or it's definitely <laughs> a, a seriously like no joke yeah a stock of broccoli that's coming if it's coming from me I'm all for like empowerment serves its purpose, but after empowerment, what are the actionable take uh, steps that our community needs to take? Mm-hmm. Um, and even even just looking at some of the statistics, even with the pandemic right now, right? So mm-hmm. how how hard is impacting the African American community? And a lot of that is very economic driven, right? So many yeah. of the um, Many of the essential workers are black. Mm-hmm. Many of the, um, the the neighborhoods that have the uh, hospitals that are completely uh, spread thin to the to the furthest level are in low income communities. Mm-hmm. The um, people who can't necessarily afford to stay in the house because they have massive family members they have to take care of. They have massive, you know, commitments outside of their house that they can't let fall or mm-hmm. it could completely derail their lives. Mm-hmm. Those types of things are, you know, happening in our community left and right. And so that's why I'm so passionate about trying to help us close that gap some, right? Yeah. Because after, because to be honest, during this pandemic, there's going to be some communities that don't even feel it, right? Mm-hmm. Like there, I read this article yesterday that says some people are at home figuring out how they're going to pay rent, figuring out how they're going to get food in the refrigerator, while other people are at home, you know, Netflix binging, right? It's two, right. It's two completely different experiences that are surrounding yes. this. Yes. And so we have to do what we can. And I feel like my impact is to help just draw attention and to provide solutions in that space. That is so good because you're absolutely right. You know, throughout the day, I can have a conversation on every end of the spectrum, you know, with different people, whether it's in ministry, you know, people with different um, economic um, um, setbacks, you know, mm-hmm. people you know who are thriving and doing well in business, you know, so in just an eight hour workday, my mind is like a ping pong with a level of like mental, like the mental weight from the conversations because on one end, you know, they tested positive for COVID and they did what they had to do at the at the hospital. They released them home to quarantine. But the instruction is if you have people in the house, you know, they need to leave and go somewhere else. But with those systemic barriers, there's no way for them to go. 
You know what right. I mean? Or, you know, right. It's, 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 it's like, like, it's like so, some things are said so easy, right? So it's like, okay, take care of your immune system. You need to be eating healthy right now, right? But, but the stamps don't come on until the first of next month because they spent the stamps, you know, it, I mean, you know, the people right. who so are just you know, in disenfranchised right? situations, living on, you know, it's good. you live in a food desert, right? Yep. If you live in a food desert, mm -hmm. then, you know, you have to do what you can do. Mm -hmm. And some of those things just have not been taken into account. And nope. nor does the higher ups in this current administration even want to recognize that. Um, right. You know, that the, 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 the economic differences are coming down to life and death scenarios for a large part of our community. The, the places getting hit the hardest, New Orleans, very uh, African-American based, Detroit, very African-American based. New like York. In, yeah, yeah. And, and look at the communities in New York um, that are feeling it the hardest, you know, mm -hmm. Harlem. Uh, just, you know, uh, South Queens, like it's just a lot of places where you can, you can visually see what's transpiring. And I think that um, when Diddy did a great job on Revolve, oh my God. Job, when he did was, just like- I was locked in the whole time. I was locked in. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I, I went back to my Facebook and I said, why aren't we talking about this more, right? right. Like not- because that was unheard of what he did. Like, yeah, when he put that together in the short amount of time with yeah. uh, with the free social media app. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think it's up to us to convey it more to the masses, right? So mm -hmm. you have your your influencers, your celebrities that are discussing it. You have your economic and intellectual community discussing it, but it has to pass to the masses. It has to be. Um, regurgitated on, on all of our pages, you know, yep. do you understand that right now one in three black people are dying from this? Do you understand right now that one in every, I think it's one in every thousand um, black people don't have more than a thousand dollars in emergency savings, um, even less than that have a will on file, even less than that have an estate plan. Yep. Um, it's just, it's just, a very real society we're in right now. You know, it's not the conversations everybody wants to have all the time, but it's like, how dare we go any further and not have these? Because yes. it's just, it's, it's, it's that time. It's, it's that yep. time to have the real conversations. Yeah, it's funny that you talk about the emergency fund. Um, the, the first time I had even heard about it, I was watching um, Susie Orman years mm -hmm. ago. And mm -hmm. then fast forward a few years ago, um, Dave Ramsey talked about it. Mm -hmm. And at the time, I just felt like, oh, that's something for them and not for us. That's mm -hmm. my mind. You know what I mean? Like that's the, because where I grew up and how I grew up, we we didn't talk about money like that. It was mm -hmm. the conversation was either we had it or we didn't. You know, mm -hmm. it's how much, when you need it back, or I ain't got it. You know what I mean? Right. And that was of the money conversation so you know as we get older and you know we start to figure out like man the way i grew up learning about money was like foul and wrong no fault of our yeah. parents or you know family our, or anything our, like our that did the best they could do with what we did the best had. that they can do with the information parents did the best they could do with what they absolutely had. but what but you have I was to know to is that we mm -hmm. have more resources to get further than yeah. that. you can't just exactly. rely 
on that. So, mm -hmm. you know, like for our grandparents, getting insurance meant a man coming around with a suitcase to the house. Right. And you just pay him every month, right? Mm -hmm. For our generation, now you can get online, you can, you can compare and contrast, you can figure out what insurance is best for you. You, mm -hmm. They don't have to know if you're black or white or any, you know, any of yep. those things. You can, you can handle getting your quotes uh, virtually. Of course, once you sign up, then you, you fill in all the information. But as far as like the quote being based yeah. upon those things, you you know, because of technology, it takes some of that um, that biasness out of the process Yeah, um, to a certain extent. It might yeah. add in other ways, but to a certain extent. So you can't you can't go by your grandmother's myths of the things. You know, she kept her money under the, the mattress. mattress Mine right? in real life. Yeah. Oh yeah, mine too. Yeah, definitely. It was yeah. I remember because they didn't even put money in the banks. I I remember yeah because the banks weren't for the banks weren't for black people and I can't even say banks are super for black people now. Right. But um, just because of how the the, the world works, you don't want to have a house full of cash either because you have no right. no guarantees on that. Pookie them coming. Pookie gonna come yeah. right through the window. <laughs> yeah, in case it's robbing season. Right. <laughs> You don't have a way to, to back that up. It, at least in a bank, you have, you know, some protocol to, to if anything happens to your money, to, to be able to retrieve it. But, yeah. you know, um, it's a lot of myths in our community that we still subscribe to mm -hmm. based upon a whole different time and age. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, you just want to make your decisions like even even. A lot of people are comparing what's happening now to what to what happened in 2008. It's there's, no some lessons, there's some lessons to be learned from 2008, but it's still a, this is this is global. This is not just the U.S. People right? weren't dying. Well, our people was not dying when the 08 crash hit. People Correct. weren't dying, but they were dying from grief and shock that they lost their house. Correct. So, in a sense numbers. of loss, like material loss, our people wasn't really tripping about that because we've been losing all our life. So losing, you know, a house is like, okay, we got to go back, stay with grandma, mama, baby mama, cousin, whoever, you know, Get so it back together were, and then come back out mm -hmm. and come back out. So people were like losing their lives and stuff in 08, just because they didn't know how to manage and function with little. Right. But this right here, like people are dying from something that is like unseen, unknown, and then also from just a just being ignorant in a sense of it won't happen to me. I won't catch it. Right, right, right. And and that's 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 very intentionalized propaganda that's you know disseminated into our communities. But even just reading yesterday that the president stop the stimulus check so that he could put his picture and signature back on them and resend them out knowing some people some americans that he goes so hard for need that money like yesterday, yesterday. and now it's going to be delayed because um, he wants to put a picture on it right right like it's 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 these are the times we're in so you gotta you gotta strap up and with knowledge you gotta strap up with with a strategy you have to figure out what it is you're doing and you got to bet on yourself yes. right now. You have to, you got to no. sit down with everyone in your home and figure out what is your family's game plan yes. to the legacy that you want to leave behind. Because well, things in the world are, are out of line right now. 
I mean, to say the least, <laughs> you know what I mean? So talking about the misconceptions, like, like that's a great segue um, back into like amount financial, back into the, the money mindset, the wealth generational mindset. What is the biggest misconception when it comes to um, your service and what you offer? Like, what is the biggest misconception with that? Um, I'm going to say two. It's two misconceptions. Mm -hmm. The first one is um, there are, in our community, there is a lot of new money, per se, right? So mm -hmm. because of technology, because of the uh, digitization of entrepreneurship, um, just because of what you can make happen digitally and virtually, there is a lot of people who were able to generate a lot of money that would not have been able to do so before nor do they come from a lineage of that, right? So it's not like you had family members guiding you with what to do with your money, who right. have been here longer. Ooh, you better preach today. Who knows, you know, the ups and downs of the economy, who's been studying this. You you know, everybody in your family is like, ooh, okay, Erica, you got money. Where we going shopping? Where I'm like, no, Erica can't have debt. <laughs> what, what trip we taking? You know, like just, just. Trip that you want to You know, just one of those the, those things. So you have that new generation, and so the the liquid assets were there, right? But still, mm -hmm. the net worth wasn't there. If for any reason that stream of income was to be was to be cut off most people will be reduced back to like a net worth of zero or negative net worth very quickly. And so um, I have the beauty of, of doing this campaign with a good friend of mine, um, Arian Simone. Yeah. Um, we're doing this Legacy or Lose campaign. And we came across a lot of research a few years ago that talked about by 2053, if financial trends continue the way they were, the black family net worth was going to be at zero dollars. And I mean, we were like, how is this so? How is this happening? But it's to really understand what your net worth is. It's to really understand what you own. What are your assets? Mm -hmm. Not just what you can purchase or the liquidity of your account. So understanding that um, a lot of people in our generation, down to millennials, down to you know, newer generations to follow, there's that missing gap of understanding what net worth is and true financial longevity. And so the biggest misconception, go ahead. No, I was gonna say, so tell us, um, I remember when I first um, was introduced to Commonwealth mm -hmm. um, membership and there's a um, URL scrolling, little ticker tape across the screen. That's my special link for you all to join our Wolf Squad. But the there's a different language when it comes to finances and just money, like assets and liability and stuff like that. Again, just verbiage that's not um, communicated in everyday household language, right? Mm -hmm. And I remember... I sent you either a text or email or something. I was like, Nicole, what's the asset? <laughs> you know, because you you hear all the time, you know, have assets, don't have liabilities. First of all, what is it? And what's the difference between the two? And how do I know which one I need to have? You know, and, and then 
So, so share because with us what, because what our what assets. Most of us think our assets are, are really liabilities. Are not, you know? right. Yeah. I'm out here moving wrong. I'm thinking I'm out here doing it big time. I'm like, oh, that's not an asset? Jesus. That is, <laughs> so, so share with us what's a wealth asset. Mm -hmm. Yes. I'm going to finish out your first question, though. Yes. You said um, the two misconceptions, because that just brought me to my second. So the first mm -hmm. misconception is feeling like just because you have a, a lot in, in liquid cash that your net worth is preserved. Um, but it might not be because you don't have, you know, the infrastructure for your money to grow, um, nor do you have the infrastructure for you to be able to pass on your money Um should anything happen to you so that much so you might be very wealthy but as soon as um as soon as anything is happened to you whether that's just you know life at the you know you come to the end of life or anything prior to all of that wealth will dissipate uh because you don't have things in place so that's the first misconception the second one is uh our community operating in embarrassment um i Whoa. feel like that's one of the that operating in embarrassment Jeez. and so i think that's one of the largest reasons that um there's so much information blocks when it comes to money because social media marketing all these things have everyone feeling like everyone financially has it together so when you don't you feel like you're alone when i promise mm -hmm. you if you look at the data and the numbers and everything there's way the majority is is trying to figure this out. The majority is going through these financial hardships, and even the most wealthiest of us still could be living paycheck to paycheck. I was uh, watching a webinar that um, that came out the other day that talked about one third of the NBA players are living paycheck to paycheck right now, and given what's happening with the pandemic and how sporting events might not come back to 2022 now and just a lot of different things there's going to be a lot of athletes that are going to have to file for bankruptcy or are going to have mass loss and wow. a lot of us feel like oh well they should have managed their money and you know they have a big house and they got more money than me i'm not worried about them but it's it's all still the same you know the same thing that's holding everybody um, right. from getting to that next level. It's, it's overspending. It's not knowing what to do with your money. It's not having the proper wealth advisors around you. You know, I do money coaching, but I also have a great network of uh, certified professional uh, planners, accountants, um, investment specialists. Um, if you are a very high yield earner, I have referrals for that. I have a whole uh, um, life insurance individuals, um, People like yourself that can help you just uh, produce more income because that's yeah. really not I can help you make it, but you but you help me multiply it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So so I have a whole network that I have curated and built of people to help you because the thing is the average person is just not going to know this. We did not yeah. all go to school for finance. Um, even those who went to school for finance doesn't know they don't know how that applies into everyday life. Right. Um, for many of the people that you know they're dealing with they know the, the statistical numbers but they don't know how it manifests into everyday life so yeah. that second that second one That's is definitely so just, just living in embarrassment and if we can get past that um that we will be able to help each other there, there should just be no reason that 
two two black families are living in the same neighborhood and one is pay, paid 50,000 more for their house just because the two of you didn't talk. One of you knew to negotiate. One of you knew to uh, apply for some different grants. One of you knew that, um, you know, some things were happening in the future and this would affect the the pricing. Like it, it, but the two of you failed to ever talk. And so now this person's paying an astronomical amount more, you know, that's another 20 years they're gonna be paying on their house, all those different things for lack of conversation. Mm -hmm. And a lot of us used to be like, well, don't get in my pockets. I don't want anybody in my pockets. I don't want anybody in my purse. We get in the purse. We get in right. the pockets so we can all expand the purse. So we can all right. expand where we're going. So those are the two misconceptions. And then in regards to your question about assets, um, many of us feel like you own things that you don't own, right? So you feel like because that your car is in your name that you own it. Right. You don't. Because if no. you miss a if you miss a payment or if you bank miss a payment, payments, then it's not like the bank is like, well, it's cool, you own it, so just pay us whenever you get a chance. It's getting, <laughs> you're getting yoked. It's getting yoked. <laughs> oh, <laughs> well, I just they, had a real life PTSD moment when that tow truck come up in my driveway, like, uh, run that. Yeah, they send in the boy run and that. Getting yoked because it, it it does not belong to you. It's a it's a liability. The same mm -hmm. with your house. It's not like you can. Many of us call ourselves homeowners, but you're not technically a homeowner until that home is paid for. Mm -hmm. And so that's why, you know, even if, if I had to tell my, my younger self, it would definitely have been, you know, start off with uh, a, a property that you can have complete ownership over, mm -hmm. flip those properties. You know, me and my husband are into investing now, mm -hmm. but that 20-year-old, that if I could have, you know, told her, could you imagine? Yes, it would have been it would have been a pure beast. But you know, everything happens in this due time. Yeah. Um, and when it's supposed to, and when God knows that you're ready to to execute on that lesson. But during you know during those times, many people start off with their dream house because they're looking at it as an asset. But if you look mm -hmm. at it truly as a liability, then mm -hmm. you're like, okay, I'm in this home. I need to figure out how to make money from it. I need to figure out how it's going to get me to the next level and how is it going to build up my generational wealth that I can pass down yep. for the, for the black families that are doing very well right now. It's because their generations prior to were very intentional, whether that be property, like my husband, his, um, his, uh, grandfather owns property and I mean, massive acres. And at any given moment, whenever he wants to, he can sell that, you know, and, and bring in crazy money for his family, or he could keep that property in his family and pass it on and let it continue to, to build. Whichever it is, he's able to is bring generational wealth to yeah. his family. Yeah. Where a lot of us let it, you know, let our parents' house go for not wanting to pay a, a tax bill, you know, or, or not wanting to just be bothered with it and let a whole, um, you know, let a whole generational wealth opportunity just leave right out of our hands. So, you know, definitely understanding what true ownership is, what is, what is costing you, what is um, uh, contributing to your wealth, those different things. And, and just like how you said, you, you text me, ask me what is an asset and how is this considered that? I want us, you know, to all step into that space of answering those questions for each other. If you have mm -hmm. the information, 
then give that information. Now, don't don't be out here being a, a false prophet. Like, don't spread false information if you don't have it. You know, and I'm quick to say I don't have all the answers. What mm -hmm. I do know, what I do study, what I have been certified in, I'll give that information. What I don't know, I will pull an expert in to yeah. that into that scenario very quickly. Because yeah. it's, 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 it's numbers. Nobody's going to know all of it. You know what you can retain in your lane. You know, mm -hmm. but if you have information, if you see people need it, then open yourself. Be like, I'm mm -hmm. here for you, sis. What what do you need? How can I help you? It, takes, yep. it took me two minutes to answer your question. And it might have changed Change, you know, so, so, game so changer. <laughs> like that, that one, that one liner question with a two second reply answer was a lifetime game changer. Leading to my next point, you said something so, so profound. And not only do you need to be willing to share information like me, like, I don't know, I probably need to do like a self check, but I don't care like what people think about me or say about me. So in that regard, I don't care if I'm asking questions that's going to help me. Like I'm not embarrassed or ashamed, right? Mm -hmm. So let's talk about, let's talk about what would you say to people who's struggling with that mindset of wanting to take the leap and just learn more about money, have different money conversations, make different money moves for the better, but there's something with a either emotional block or mental block that need that they need to overcome what what would you say to those people that have that have that block and they so, want to money leap so i definitely believe in a holistic approach to handling things right and usually when you have a mental block or uh high level anxiety or um you know something that just sends sends your mind spinning it's it's a it's a way deeper trigger there and when you get real and you start to hone in on what those triggers are and you start to deal and heal in those spaces, then you're at a then you're at a level where you can be open to the knowledge that's being given to you. Right. So I had one client. She I never mentioned her name, but she never minds me sharing her story. But um, basically, her relationship with her mother was completely financially based. Like her mom only called her when she wanted her bills paid when she wanted her mortgage paid, when she needed money for groceries, her mom never called to say, I love you. How are the grandbabies doing? How anything else? And so she wanted to get, get through that process. But I was like, you got to start with, with the relationship first, right? Mm -hmm. Before we talk about seeing, we could put your mom on a budget, seeing, you know, your budget, figuring out what your boundaries are, telling your mom, hey, this is the amount that I can allocate to you per month. And that's it. Even before we get to all of those different methods that help with that, if it's a trigger, you're going to break all of those methods anyway. Right. If I tell you, hey, decide what your line item is for how you'll help your family and never go past that. that. But if your mom calls and says you don't love me and all these different things and it sets you right back to that unhealed space. You're going to be like, forget what Nicole said, you know? Mm -hmm. And so, so first and foremost, figuring out those triggers, dealing with those triggers, looking at it, you know, in its face and then going from there. Mm -hmm. um, and then too, that's when you need support. Like that's when, you know, like our, our membership group or our working with the money coach like myself, I feel like that's when it helps because you have someone who, can hit can hear from the outside and say, listen, you're not tripping. You're not. 
I promise you, you're a good daughter, right? Mm -hmm. This has nothing to do with you. This is deeper. This might be the relationship your mom had with her mom. This might be generational. This might be some other things. And this is the plan. This is the financial plan that I'm going to hold you accountable to. So then you could just blame it on you. You could be like, you know what? I would give you money, but my money uh, coach told me that this is what I got to stick to. You can, you can have them calling me every name in the book. You know <laughs> That that uh crazy girl Nicole, you know, ever since you started working with her, you're not cool. Like it could be all my fault. That's totally <laughs> you know. Sometimes you just need that other person to help give some strength in some certain scenarios. Yeah, and that's when it's good. That's just when it's good to have a coach in a lot of different places. Like that's good when you have a, a physical coach and and you're able to say, hey. I don't want to eat crazy or I don't want to do this because my coach is going to get on me. It, I mean, mm -hmm. some people need to have that accountability and, and have that scapegoat yep. while they're still trying to deal with some of the toxic people around them. Mm, and your coach, so your coach is in a loving spirit, use them in that way, which is totally fine as you start to build up your own safeguards mm -hmm. until you get to a place where you feel confident in your own nose. And that's so huge because when, when you are like a a true passionate impactor. We don't mind taking that L for our client because we know at the end what the end result we want them to achieve. We know the end game, the end result that we want them to get. So be like, hey, I don't mind you throwing me under the bus or you use yeah. kind of deviated conversation or you know to to you know kind of squirm out of an uncomfortable situation where you would have maybe failed for you know going yeah. back to like the same cycles and stuff like that. And that's what it's really all about is just like letting people know, hey, I got you. Just what, what whatever you got to do or say that's going to have you stick and hold to the plan that we have in place, I got you, you know. Yeah. So I really, yeah. really love that. So going, you know, like we could talk about money forever. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, seriously, because it's just so much. I mean, like it's one question I've been dying to ask you. And I'm going to ask the question. I want to know, because again, this is things that I just can't relate to. Mm -hmm. I want to know from your expert opinion, why do a lot of us, a lot of our people go broke trying to look rich? I feel like that could be, I mean, it, it could be attributed to a few different things, right? That could be learned behavior right that could be how you grew up so um many of us had to hide our inadequacies inadequacies when it came to finances right and you learned that from your parents so it was like if the car broke down your parents would be like don't tell anybody about it keep that a family secret don't be putting our business out there where easily some other parents probably could have chipped in and maybe helped take you to school or, um, you know, drop the meal by or some other things. But you learned very quickly that um, being broke or missing the mark was like a was looked at as being a complete failure and to hide it by any means necessary. Mm. So that's that's learned behavior for a lot of people in our communities. Um, it's so good. And then also to understanding the society that we lived in. You talked about it the other day, how we live in a very capitalistic society. So mm -hmm. we're constantly being fed messages of what will make us happy. Um, 
what will make us look successful, what will um, make us feel like we've achieved something or are, are worth something. And it's being fed to us at such a high rate that it's subconsciously seeking and seeping into our, our minds. Mm -hmm. And so um, there, I mean, so in the last five years to 10 years, right? Travel has become very big for black people. Um, I've always traveled. I know you've done your fair share of traveling, um, yes. but it became Instagrammable, right? It became how you let the world know that you are doing it. And I started dealing with clients who would, would feel like, okay, I can afford to take this trip and come back and their finances would be completely out of whack. Because, you know, once you get over to another country, you did not take into account the currency rate exchange. You didn't take into account how you're gonna be in, in a YOLO mindset. I only be over here once, I might as well do it all. Yeah, I'm doing everything. Yeah, every every activity on the beach, sign me up for all of it. Every drink in the bar, I want the whole bar. I'm gonna buy right. the bar. Like, you know, like you, you, you um didn't you underestimated like how your behavior and your d discipline on the trip and on top of that you didn't take into account you know emergencies happening just a lot of different things so you said hey i'm gonna take this trip to europe i'm gonna spend 1500 you get over there you know spending four thousand. you come back that some of that money was supposed to go towards mortgage uh, utilities, <laughs> mortgage etc and i started seeing that become so common where people were um, completely doing things out of alignment. And I feel like <clears throat> Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, uh, TikTok now, Snapchat, Snapchat. They, fed, they fed into a psychological need that we all had to um, let the world know that we are doing good. We are okay. We are successful. We are happy. And it was a void that we were trying to visually feel, mm -hmm. which ended up financially costing a lot of people. I will say this, the, the pandemic is horrible. It's absolutely horrible. But some silver linings that have come up is that it made some people sit down and, and it made you about not be able to spend money that you did not have. Right. And even with a lot, so I even said, I said this on my social media the other day, everybody's so sad that these events were getting canceled, but these events didn't have sponsorships anyway. These events were driving a lot of people into the red because they were just trying to do the event thing because that's what you thought you were supposed to because do. Because so-and-so was going to be there or... Right, so you could have the Instagram, you know, there's people traveling for these events that couldn't really afford to, but they wanted to be in the mix of it. Um, there was people who, you know, had trips planned that are canceled. And it's like, thank God they were canceled. You didn't have the internal strength to, to assess your finances at the time, or it was a girl's trip. And you said, I'm going to just figure it out. I'm going to just take it. And I'll just figure it out when I get back. Now you got to really sit down, look your finances in the face and be like, you know what? I was wrong. <laughs> I was wrong, but now I hear you and I'm about to get right. And that's, that's the space we're in right now. You know, it's, it's, that's a silver lining of sitting down. It's, you know, money is being saved right now. And, um, 
a good friend of mine, AJ Joyner, posted the other day that it's funny that society is about to crash now that we're only buying the things deemed essential, right? Now that we're not mm. buying the things we don't need anymore, that's good. That's when the whole society is about to crash. So it's not, I can't even just say it's just our demographic that tries to create these aspirational lies. That is, mm -hmm. that's all across the board. Across the board, yeah. It impacts us the most because we don't have lifelines to pull us back out, right? Mm. Like you can, you can put, uh, a young white girl and a young black girl, and they're probably spending the same and both doing some foolish things when they're well, young. Well, my girl got a lifeline. She got, she has a lifeline. Keisha, yeah, she don't have a lifeline. She got that next paycheck in two weeks. Correct. So she report to, to credit cards. There is, uh, I think everybody's watching it right now, but a show called Little Fires Everywhere with uh, Kerry Washington. You haven't watched it? No. You gotta watch it. like two weeks. One of her, one of her one-liners. It's a, it's kind of interesting though. But one of her one-liners, she said to the the white lady that she was working, she was cleaning her house, and she was like, the white lady was like, why didn't you make better life choices? And she responded back to her saying, um, you didn't make good life choices. You had good life choices. Meaning, like, right. if those choices weren't presented to you, you'll be in the same predicament the same that I'm in. Right. And so that they're, that they're just point. set up with a cushion. So, like, I was, I was explaining, oh, my God, this is so good. I was explaining this to my kids. And I was like, you know, it's our job as your parents to set you up with a financial cushion. Right. Mm -hmm. So, you know, a lot of people talk about, you know, and I work the education with, with that. And the education to go with that, exactly. You know, like a lot of people talk about, you know, I want to do this for my kids and set my kids up, you know, so they can you know, have the things that I didn't have. But here's the thing. If you don't pair the education piece with it, the kids are going to take what you work so hard for because due to lack of education, they're going to flop. They're going to make mistakes. So you need to make sure that you have a cushion that pays for not only their future, but also their failures as well. You yeah, yeah. You know, and so, and that's the difference between the the cultures mostly is that they have a financial cushion for oops. We don't, and, and, and they've been black take us out. Let somebody go to jail. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's why surgery. Let somebody die. Mm -hmm. Let's go back the family out. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. And it's happened. It's happened time and time again. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, definitely having the education to go along with that too, because there are a lot of black families that have achieved very wealthy statuses mm -hmm. and it's, it's completely lost in the next generation. Yeah. Um, so, you, so you can't put in your mind, I want to be rich so my child never has to work because that child that never works is going to squander away that entire wealth. Or I want to be rich because I want to give my children what I could never have. Yep. Then you're teaching your children that they don't have to work. Um, you're teaching them, you know, work ethic. Yeah, all those different things. You basically want your children to think that y'all, y'all gotta get it, get it hard. Like we gotta go out there and get it. And then they grow up and they're like, oh, you was rich this whole time. Like, right? <laughs> it, needs, it needs to be that way. Not growing up, you never have to lift a finger. And then because I got the you, world right. and then being like, oh, we really don't have it. I don't know. I didn't know that. Nor do mm -hmm. I even know how to deal with that or how to approach that. That's so um, good. So this is again another another conversation opener opener. How do we reframe or restructure 
money discipline, money conversations in the house. And I'm speaking for on behalf of all of the parents who have kids and social media, mine included, right, is helping to raise our children. They're seeing this one lifestyle, this one way of living, you know, on TikTok or Instagram or Facebook or whatever. And then we're trying to instill, you know, some things j just from wh where we sit with the information that we know now. But how do we, where do we begin to take the action steps to have firm money conversations with our children or just within our household? So, so they can take money and the value of money and the future um, wealth of money more seriously. So I feel like um, you have to get to a space where people understand when we have gatherings, when everyone's around, we're going to have all the fun. We're going to eat good. We're going to catch up. We're going to do all those different things. But before we leave each other's presence, we're going to have some type of conversation to see where everyone stands. And you want to make it more and more common so that they come prepared and they start to wrap their minds around it. And, they, and you lead by example. You might be <clears throat> the financial one in your family, right? Not to say you're the richest one by any means. You're just yeah. the one who's <laughs> focused on pushing the legacy. Mm -hmm. I'm very focused on pushing my family's legacy. Mm -hmm. So we're going to have money conversations here and there. And at first, they used to be very tight. And then the more I started to share and the more I started to talk about what I learned, the more that it became very common, you know. Mm -hmm. And so one, I don't speak to my family in a judgmental way at all because we're all on this learning journey. Um, two, I recognize, understand that some things cause triggers, right? So you have to figure out you know, so if you're talking to your parents about their wills and mm -hmm. their estate plans, that might be a trigger for some some family, right? It's like, oh Lord, you're trying to kill me for debt before I'm <laughs> even gone. <you> know? <laughs> <laughs> and so you want to make sure that you're able to have those conversations in atmospheres and environments that's conducive to it being productive, not you busting over their house and being like, I'm tired of this. Where's your will? You know, I mean, that'll probably, probably be me. My patients were like, where thing? Like, come on now, where's that? <laughs> it, it used to. I used to have shorter patients. Then it was like, we're, I mean, we're talking about generational preparation, which also means that we're meeting generational curses, right? You know, right when they started yeah. too. And mm -hmm. so, the, so if you're dealing with family members who talking about money was extremely downplayed or looked down upon, then um, you, you just because you came around doesn't mean that just erases immediately. You got to do the work to to kind of heal those things, like I said earlier. Mm -hmm. But if you do have all your family together, I think that <clears throat> that's a great time to figure out where people stand on ownership so like if you have your your grandparents around mm -hmm. like grandma granddad do you own this house did you do a reverse mortgage um it did you take out a second loan on this house like right how much equity in the house yeah let's let us know these things now and not later on on the on the back end you know mm -hmm. so talking to your grandparents um about that talking to your parents are there any financial hardships that might be on, 
the horizon that we need to know about. Like, mm -hmm. let's let's do us all a favor. We all have our own lives going on. We all have our own issues, and we we more than than want to help each other out in the family. But what we can't do is be thrust with something at the last minute. Right. So if you already know you're about to, you know, be foreclosed on your house, let us know first. Let us know as soon as times are out of your control or, you know, it's turning left or you foresee it turning left. Don't let us know where you got to get out the house in the next 48 hours and we got to right. go fund me and we got to try to raise 20000 to give to the bank. And, and you know, like, <laughs> all of that is just not fair. And right. the thing is, if it's, a large, if it's a large enough issue, it's going to come out whether you want it to or not. Right. So you might as well sit the family down and talk about it. If it's some health issues that are about to become very expensive, if you if you talk about it, we can do our research and find out is there you know some some grace that we can get? Do, do we should we switch you to another insurance? Should we add you to someone else's insurance? Like there's ways to negotiate the interest, go to back of the loan, like yeah yeah yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. So yes, so definitely you know talking to your parents about that, talking to your family about um, you know what type of economic collective. Uh, activities that you can do like you know if if everyone's doing pretty well do we want to invest in a house together do we want to build some resources and pull our resources together um and if it's not you know of that level do we want to put our money together and you know be able to gift the the next person who's going to college you know the money for some of their immediate things so they don't start life off in debt like, mm -hmm. it's just, you know, figuring some of those things out. If it's a parent in the household, are you doing a 529 for your child? Are you creating a, a tax shelter, you know, IRA, IRA for your child? What are you doing um, to, to make sure that taxes aren't eating up what you have in store for the future? Mm -hmm. um, you know, if it's a working professional, talk to them about their 401ks. Are you making sure it's matched? I know given what's happening in today's society, everyone's 401ks are looking crazy right now. Thinking like but, crazy. But you know, that's all it's all the play in the long game. So, mm -hmm. you know, that cycle will come back around to itself too. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, but you definitely want to talk to your your wealth manager and just take the right steps for that. Um, but a few more tips I wanted to add that I pulled up really quickly. While mm -hmm. you have your whole family together, talk about different investments. Just put put the conversation out there. So are they investing in the stock market, right? Because there's only so much money you can earn in your life. Mm -hmm. Most of us from a nine to five will never be able to earn the type of money to be able to pass down true wealth to the mm -hmm. next generation. So no, um, but let me let me tag in right here for a second. So like that that suggestion right there for like a conversation started with the family, you know, like asking, you know, um, are you invested in like in the stock market and stuff like that? For some of these questions, for some for some families, it's like they'll look at you like you're growing a second head out of your neck because it's like, what is that? That's, That's a scam. Good. That's that good. you see what I'm saying? Like go back and research it, mm -hmm. or it'll it'll just plant the seed. It'll be like. Here comes Nicole talking this, you know, craziness again, stuff above our heads. Mm -hmm. Then they'll go back and it'll be like when Jay-Z's 444 album came out. He started talking about investing. So then you heard it from Nicole at Thanksgiving. Then you heard it on Jay-Z's album. 
then you just happen to be watching the news because your mom was playing in the background and you started hearing the stock market, you know, might crash and, and this is the best time to do this or the best time to do that. Then your money side picks up and it's like, let me see what Nicole was talking about. Mm -hmm. Or I've heard this a few times. So yeah, you're going to get met with some resistance, right? Yeah. And it's going to be some family members that's, that's going to be like, educate me more. And others are going to leave and be and say you were crazy, but that seed was still planted. And that still counts. So, Many of us so had a seed. Make the effort to plant the seed. Yes, that's it. That's it. And many of us had seeds planted by teachers in like middle school and high school. And it didn't make sense until we became, you know, in our thirties, mm -hmm. but I promise that seed being planted, it, it, that is what started the process. Yeah. So for the family members that want to go further with you, by all means, for the ones who show opposition, you just keep, you keep on bringing those conversations. You keep sharing until it, you know, that wall just starts to come down. Mm. Asking your family, you know, have they invested in real estate? Um, if you have a, a senior citizen in your family, you know, what are we going to do with this person's house? Making sure that all of that's allocated in the wheel, um, you know, and if, if you're using that to be a, a financial opportunity, then let's not wait till the house is dilapidated. Let's, if this is how the family is going to bring in money, let's start repairs now. Let's start, you know, fixing up some of those things now. Um, entrepreneurship. You know, in, in this society, I think everybody understands you, if you if you are corporate to the core, you got to at least have a, a side hustle. Right. You cannot depend on um, America to take care of bills. You got to have those things. Um, talking about life insurance for the family when you have the family around is life insurance, you know, in place for everyone. Anyone who's 18 years and up um, needs to have a will. Um, life insurance is, is very easy to get now. If you have complicated financial structure, then, you know, some of those things become more complicated, but, um, you know, having basic life insurance is of need, um, financial literacy. That's why I said a lot of wealthy people, they, their money stops with them. Their kids never were brought along for the process. So, you know, if you're running a business, put your child on payroll, make them work, make them understand what it is to cash a check, how much of that... Uh, that check they need to put away. How do they save some of that check? Um, mm -hmm. You know, how do they make money work for them? Um, yeah. There was, there was a game I saw the other day. I'm working on some some children things, but there was a game I saw the other day where Nicole, something's kind of something a delay. Yeah, I'm seeing that too. Is it still delay? Let's see. I'm about to drop some nuggets. Yep. And it sounds fuzzy when you're in too. Mm-hmm. Turn your um turn your video off and then turn it back on and then see if it doesn't like or just like reset itself. I'm the one Zoom when we, we do it on Zoom and then it's kind of like reset itself. Mm-hmm. Let's see. Let's see. Is that your no, let me um let me try something. Okay, let's see. Say something. No. Darn it. But <laughs> well, we got to a good point. I feel like this is a really good episode, you know? Yeah, it's, oh my God, it's, it's so cool. And I, I want to thank you for just coming on and just sharing um, your, your wealth of knowledge. Like, 
I know hands down you can sit and just talk about this like legit all day. <laughs> you know, and um, so for those of you who are watching live, who's watching the replay, who's listening um, to the podcast, if you have any. Um, if you have any questions or if you want more information or you want to ask her, ask Nicole some questions kind of like behind the scenes, the best way to reach her and have access to her and her money brain, you know, and get her her uh, bi-monthly trainings and stuff like that is to join her wealth squad inside of her amazing, amazing Commonwealth group. There is a URL link scrolling at the bottom up the bottom of our screen. Just go to impacttoincrease.com forward slash Dr. Nicole and you will use my special link um, to get in there because the price is definitely going to increase dramatically. I mean dramatically. So right now this is like a like an early adopter, if you will. So you want to go ahead you want to click that link. You want to be a part of, of the Money Squad. You want to um, just, even if you're, it doesn't matter what stage. Like one thing I love about the Web Squad is that it doesn't matter what stage you're in financially. Like if you're just trying to put the pieces together and just, you know, uh, obtain a lot of information so you can just be more educated. Um, that information is there. If you have money and just want to make sure that you are um, putting it into the right channels, into the right buckets and right accounts and stuff like that. You know, that training is there. You know, if you're more on the end of, okay, I want to really, you know, diversify and multiply my income portfolio, you know, that information is there. So it, it doesn't matter where you come in. The information is there. The 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 answers are there. The resources are there. And this is a community where everyone is in there to become more educated and move in a different way with money. And so I've never been a part of anything, even in my own family, where we can have very healthy, authentic, and vulnerable money conversations. So I strongly want to um, invite you and recommend that you come grab a seat at the money table. <laughs> um, again, by going to impactincrease.com for slash Dr. Nicole. Any parting words, if the, um, if the system will let you, any parting words, um, if not, you can just type it, type it like in the comments or something like that. If it's still acting, acting when you're in. Um, is it still acting? Can you nope, hear me? Good. Ah! Okay, all right. So I'm gonna make it quick while uh, it's on my side. Um, so definitely, yes. If you go to um, uh, the website, scrolling below impactincrease.com backslash Dr. Nicole, you'll find out more information on how to join the Commonwealth membership. Um, you'll have, um, I believe my social media is on there too, it's at Dr. Garner Scott and at Amount Financial. So we could just plug in, continue this relationship. Um, thank you so much, Erica, for everything that you do. I, you, you know, your, your personality is, this is your calling and you're living in your calling. And it's so beautiful to see that. Um, this summer, I'll have a book coming out called Make Space for Wealth. Yes. Um, that just prepares your life for the type of abundance and money that you want to be called into your life. So um, definitely go to the website and sign up for that. And I look forward to staying in contact with all of you guys and, you know, making this shmoney. <laughs> with the money with the wealth squad. All right, honey. Thank you. I love you so much. And I will talk you to too. you soon. Until next okay. week, y'all take care. Bye-bye.